breaking windows into yeah. a federal building and right. storming up in there with right. zip ties and right. Confederate flags and yeah. pipe bombs. Yo, the zip ties is wild. Zip ties is wild because it's like, yo, like, what was you gonna do? Zip, zip ties and bombs, like, what was your fit to do? What, yeah, what was you gonna do? To the Any Last Words podcast, my name is Keon, aka Mighty the DJ. And I am Earl Lonnie Hooks, aka Young One with himself. Special thanks to all of you out there joining us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. The God in me honors the God in each and every one of you. Thank you, Keon, for doing this as well. How are you? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm trash. I usually move this lamp. I'm going to do that. That's fine. Do whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, that's, <laughs> I forgot that it, I forgot that it, I forgot it was behind me. That's how we're starting was, today. I'm trash. I'm sorry. What's going I, on, I man? How are you doing on this beautiful day? I got I'm the good, colors man. going. I'm feeling I bright. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm in a great mood. I'm ready to do this. I got some stuff to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we have a lot to talk about. Um, I actually came across a topic yesterday that I was I thought that was super interesting. Um, yeah. So uh, and it, it 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 kind of wiggles its way into some of the things that we want to talk about today. Right. I love how all of our topics just do that, whether yeah, we yeah, like yeah. them to or not. So. Right. For sure. <laughs> yeah. No. There's always. Yeah. No. That's that's a lot of the fun in this for me is being able to just observe things, which that's one thing I definitely want to talk about later on. And then uh-huh. figure out the the parallels between all these different things and how they coincide. It's just a very interesting sort of right. job to do. Like, I love doing it. But before we get to any of that, I need something on record. Okay. I need you, Keon Harris, in this moment to tell the people that you respect me. <laughs> I, I need, I need, you have for too long made fun of me, even though you said I was the author in these jokes because I brought it on myself. Okay. You have for too long ridiculed me for cooking salmon and asparagus and or broccolini. And I am, and I am taking strides. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm the guy. Nah, see, cause I, hold on a second. Just relax. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. I am taking strides in moving past that person. I'm trying to learn more. I'm trying to incorporate more in my life, period. But I felt like one of the most rewarding ways right now for me would be the culinary arts. So I've tried some new things. We're going to talk about them. We're going to speak on them because you're you're clearly the, the chef. You're the guy to come to to talk about these things. Hey, hold, hold on. <laughs> so, so I thought I'd come to you and ask you, ask you what you think about some of the things I have to say about these. See if you know I could where I can improve. If you have some wisdom, you can impart upon me. You, I'm not even trying to play you right now. Like you could just have some things that you can impart upon me. You could have some tips okay. and tricks. Um, I will right here, right now in this podcast put some respect. Thank you, sir. Earl Hooks' his name. Thank you, sir. Uh, he has taken strides to allow himself 
to provide himself with other proteins that are not <laughs> salmon. Yes. And I'm very happy for him, and I will let him elaborate on what he has done. Well, as if I mean, people were listening to that episode for Christmas. One of the things that I've gotten, like I got the year before, maybe two years before, was I mean, and there, there are various different companies that do this, but they'll send them out. We ain't doing no free ads, even though we be doing a lot of free ads. We be throwing a lot of people's <laughs> name, like. But anyway, <laughs> but they send food to your house. So if you're someone like me that doesn't necessarily love grocery shopping and you're looking to get outside your wheelhouse when it comes to the culinary arts and find some interesting stuff, you'll not only is it just going to bring some some wonderful mouth pleasure to your life, but it's just going to help you learn some things. And then you slowly start to pick things up and put them in your arsenal and your repertoire. And then maybe later on when you're cooking something, you'll be like, mm, you know what? I think about it. My recall brings me to a time when I cook this and I think that this is similar enough to this. If I try to do some of this, we might be able to freak the recipe, whatever the case may be. Right. So that's that's pretty much what it is. I'm trying to do. I got three meals sent to me. They were all delicious. There were there were definitely there were some ups and downs more so towards the last meal. But we'll get to that. Ouch. But 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 I but I would like to go through some of these right now with Keon. The chef guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, matter of fact, let me let me pull these up because I have them right now. The first one was a scallops over truffled mushroom risotto with a brown butter herb sauce. Delicious. You like scallops, sir, I could imagine. You I like all that seafood. I am a I don't I don't like everything, but I do right. enjoy some seared scallops. So um I got you there. And I did I I, I, I did kind of like I gave myself a little credit when you sent me the original picture and I pointed mm. out the fact that that was a risotto. Because I don't know that anybody mm. can just do that. I don't feel I don't know a lot of people that eat risotto. So that's why I came <laughs> that's why that's why I came to you. That's why. That's why. That's why. That's why I came to you. This has nothing to do with the fact that we do a podcast. That's why I came. That's why I came to you, because you can point that sort of stuff out. So, scallops they were seared perfectly. One of the tips. One of the tips that they gave us is the best way to ensure your pan is hot enough to give your scallops a golden brown crust. Use your ears. Start by adding a single scallop to your hot pan. If it does not sizzle immediately upon contact. You wait a few seconds and you try again. So you take it out? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. But yeah, but definitely a great sear. Just the way if you've had scallops, the way that you want it, just golden brown on, you know, on the ends of it. it gives you that sort of, I mean, that crispy sort of grilled flair that you want. Yeah. But then it has, but the scallop itself has enough give to it. It still has yeah. like that, that chewiness to it. Amazing. The risotto was cool. This is a super hearty dish. I thought that a lot of these dishes would be kind of skimp. Honestly, I thought that they was gonna they were gonna kind of fake on you with the portion sizes. They did not. Okay. Because the risotto expands so much, right, it's right. so much larder, and it just sits. It's it's very hearty. It sits on you. It sits in you heavy. Right. First time ever working with zesting. Would you zest lemons? So for this one, so for this one, I zested lemons. Uh -huh. So 
take so if anyone doesn't know what that is, that's pretty much peeling peeling the skin, peeling the skin off, and just getting these little these little zests, these little you know it's lemon like very, curls, very fine, right? It's not like very fine, just like into an orange. Like. <laughs> no, exactly, and that and that is the point of it. Because I didn't really exactly know what it was going to bring to these dishes. Uh-huh. But the best way I've been able to describe is when you zest a fruit, it gives you the best essence of the fruit without the overly pungent acidity that would come with you yeah. know, a lemon or a lime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you, don't, so, yeah you don't want too much lemon. <laughs> yeah. That can, like, be, that can be overpowering, you know what I'm saying, in the meal. Although in this risotto... I did half a lemon, cut it in half and, and put and put lemon juice inside of it. And what I love so much about learning how to cook more is the balances between things. So you use the lemon juice. And right now we said, well, you definitely don't want too much lemon juice because then you're just going to be doing it. Uh, you're just going to be doing it this face. You know, you don't want that. But the risotto used a truffle oil. Truffle oil with extra like virgin olive oil in it. So it has this very rich, buttery sort of consistency to it. Did the taste. oils come with the package? Yeah. Yeah, wow. they put everything. Yeah, they put everything in there. You just have they to have everything the but the pan. <laughs> yeah, you just need the pans and the pots and the cutting boards and stuff like that. But, right, right, right. So having the, the, the lemon zest, the lemon juice, the risotto, the truffle oil, so you have that balance between because that oil sort of cuts down on the acidity of the zest and the lemon juice. Again, the scallops were beautiful. Uh, what else was on there? Parsley on top, nice little garnish and nice little herb flair to it. Right. Del- delicious meal. Nice. Delicious meal. Next one. Next one. Black bean and poblano quesadillas. I love a quesadilla. How could you not? How could you not love quesadilla? Crisp, crisp on the outside. You you crisp that that flour to a tia, and then you so so again the balance between things. Crisp on the outside, especially because it was garnished with, you know, chopped tomatoes, scallions, lime zest, mm-hmm. lime juice, and then on the inside was mashed black beans with the Southwest blend, like Southwest spice blend, and. You had the poblano peppers as well as white scallions on the inside with it. So you're already having crunchy and creamy. It is it's great. It just the So I cooked that meal for Duty and I. Mm-hmm. He just he was just gonna bite into it and see what it is, because he's a little particular with his food. <laughs> so he said he was just gonna bite into it and just try to not think about what's inside of it because he's trying to be a lot more open to eating new foods, right? Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, ex- exactly. Bit into it. He was like, hey, hey, this joint hidden. <laughs> this joint hidden. He was like, yo, what's on top of this? I'm like, there's some green scallions, some lime zest, a little lime juice. He was like, yo, it's just, I mean, he didn't say this, but in some words, it was just robust in flavor. Yeah, I just, I love that. Just yeah. flavorful, flavorful yeah. foods that aren't too much. It's like not like you're trying too hard to do to bring the flavor out. It was right. good. That was a good meal. Third one. Bavette steak and a mushroom sauce. Mashed potatoes, caramelized onions, 
carrots, balance again. The sauce that went on with the mushrooms on top of the steak was was very, I want to say bitter. It was extremely savory, extremely savory, right? Kind of on the salty side. But then you have these carrots, which are just naturally sweet. You do the caramelized onions and some, I did it in some brown sugar. It called for just regular granulated. I put brown sugar in there. You know what I mean? And I'm black, y'all. And I'm yeah. black, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that white sugar over here. <laughs> yo, hey, yo, hold on. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> we throw that, you throw that on a bed of, you know, mashed potatoes. I didn't even have a potato masher. I just, I boiled them up and mashed them with like a spatula or something like that. Oh, shit. Like a, like a wooden spatula. Yeah, just sat there and just mashed them up myself. Delicious this nigga, meal. This nigga was Again. churning butter. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looked like. Exactly. <laughs> so sweet and savory, filling yet again. I'm, I'm out here trying. You know what I mean? There's three, there's three, there's three meals one week. I'm going to try. So, I'm going to try to bring a new meal every week. Okay. I'm going to so, try. So now what? Like, is, is, was that like a free trial? Like, do you get more? Like, what happens? Well, it was, it was free because I didn't pay for it. Right. It was it wasn't free for the person that paid for the gift card, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I mean yeah. that that's that's a great that's a great thing because you a lot of times you don't really appreciate food like that until you make it. Just like most things, you don't really appreciate things till you have to have a hand in the actual making of it. Mm-hmm. So it's you appreciate the food much more. You really try to take your time and taste everything and and just like mindfully eat. When you've cooked the food yourself, it's a completely right. different thing than just going down to Chipotle and having them slap you up a burrito. Yeah, 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 and just hope that they've discarded or that they've they've put they've uh, I guess you could say spread the ingredients around enough so that when I take a bite of the burrito every time I get every I don't like biting into things and not getting all the ingredients every time I bite into something. Really, by the way. <laughs> it's just yeah, that's just. That's just sandwich maker in me. I came from sandwich making. So, yeah, I just, yeah, anytime anyone bites into a sandwich, sub, burrito, anything of that ilk, you ought to eat. You ought to get a bit of every ingredient every time you bite into it. So, but anyway, this is neither here nor there, but this has just been an awesome experience. And thank, thank you so much for respecting me and telling the people that you respect me and you respect the pathway that I am on. I do. I in do. the direction that I'm moving in, thank you, sir. I do. That, that's that, yeah. That's that's all. That's all. <laughs> no, everything that you everything uh, everything that you sent me, it looked really good. Something that I would have eaten. So I'm putting, I am knighting you. This is a sword onto your shoulder. And thank you. And because of our our mindful card last time of what is your perfect day. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool, because the last thing that you said on that podcast was if you have when you were talking to the people, if you have the means, try to make your perfect day happen. Try to put it together as best you can. And I took that advice from you and I texted our chat and I asked for all my closest friends. And their closest ones to come by. And be tempt for COVID at the door. You will be turned away. But if not, you come in and then we have, and we're going to have brunch together, MLK Day, 
You know, it's, it's it's what Martin would want. You know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> it's it's what he would want. He would he would want some young brothers getting together, enjoying a nice breakfast <laughs> feast together <laughs> on the day that celebrates him. I'm I'm expecting the mac and cheese. That was brought up. I'm expecting the fried chicken. I'm expecting a plethora of fruit. I'm expecting eggs. I know a cast iron skillet's being brought through, so who knows what's going to be cooked up on that. Hold on, hold on. Someone said they were bringing a cast iron skillet, but didn't say what they were going to use it for? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know what they have on their minds. Someone was like, hey, yeah, I'm going to bring that cast iron with me. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right. It's just like, I mean, whatever, whatever's happening, a cast iron skillet has to be involved. So right, I'm bringing right, right. the cast iron through. Yeah, but it's, it's going to be it's gonna be fun. I got a few so things in mind that I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about some scrimps. Oh, scrimp. Yeah, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about some shit. I got to, I got to figure it out. Okay. Okay. But we'll, we'll, you know. I'll we'll probably, it. I'll probably have to facilitate the fruits because I feel like it. I, even though that's the easiest thing, I feel like if I don't do the fruits, no one's going to. Like, no one gives a shit about fruit. Because the first I thing love, that came up was mac and cheese and fried chicken. So I already know what wave y'all are on. So Because that's clearly, brunch. That is brunch. So is fruit. Fruit it is, is. It is. It is. I'm not, I'm like, not taking that away from Yeah, you. don't do that. But when I think of brunch, yeah. fruit is not the first thing that comes to my mind. You, you think of it's, grease and alcohol. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> All right, no, that's fine. Like I, I said, it's going to be it's going to be eclectic. That which is what brunch is also. Yeah, you know what I mean. Is an eclectic, yeah. <laughs> you know, sort of what do you call it? Uh, potluck. Yeah. Only thing y'all missing is the is the day party with the DJ. I might bring my shit. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. That might be too much. <laughs> I don't think so. Like if you just bring. No, nah, I mean we got a sound bar. I don't know. You might need to. You might need to come through and do a little something, like just something slight. You don't gotta, you don't gotta do too much, but just come through and just throw, just put a couple tracks on. You know what I mean? It don't gotta be like your, like your designation. You don't have to just stay there. No, if I bring my mixer, I think that would be cool. (laughs) That would that would be wild. That would be cool, but it would be wild. Yeah, and we got. got Yeah, I'm not staying over there. I'm not staying over there full time. I'm not doing that full time. Nobody. Like I said, see you taking. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you just like I tell anybody in my family that want. I don't DJ family weddings. I don't DJ family events. I want to come to the event as a patron. What are the oh. best? Oh yeah, and you over here asking me. Uh, <laughs> you over here asking me. <laughs> what games? Because you're talking about a giant Jenga. Yeah, right. everybody likes Jenga, especially the Jenga. I'm, I'm trying to think of the best, the best games for people that are, you know, four plus, right? For people, you know, four people and plus, four people and up. And Mikey clearly brought up Monopoly, long ass game. You know, yeah, a lot of people ain't really trying to have all that. It's a lot. When it comes to the bartering system and, the, you know, the deals, that gets, that gets iffy. People are going to be screaming. I was just thinking... Don't y'all got a Wii? You might need to bring a couple things. Uh, I, we have a Wii. We have a Nintendo Switch. We have a GameCube. Mm, you got Mar? You got Mario Kart? I don't know. I don't know if we we. I, I think we have Mario Kart on the Wii. Mm. 
but I don't think we have it on the GameCube or the Switch. That's all right. That's all right. All of this planning are things that need to be happening in the chat with the rest of everyone else anyway. So we don't even yeah. really need to worry yeah. about that so much. What's going on, man? What do you, what do you, what do you got? Because we're just sitting over here bullshitting. What, what's going on? <laughs> what do we got today? Um, Oh, so, we about to get into the sister day. <laughs> it's gonna be so, oh, it's gonna be good. You're not even. You don't even know. You're not even right. I, I don't. I maybe I'm not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. People aren't. So hold on. Do you want to get into our second card, or do you want to get into some other shit? Let's. Uh, you want to do this? You want to do the second card? Maybe that'll slowly take us into a lot of other uh, things that we want to talk about. I think. I think it could. I think it could. Okay. Um, so no, you go. So you go first. yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do this. So, so the card that we picked, our meaningful question card of the week that we chose, is how are you making a difference in this world? Very interesting question. Now, to be honest with you. You said something that was interesting to me the other day. You didn't answer the question in conversation, but you gave me enough to where I think I might have an idea of where you're headed. And and before I say anything about how I'm answering the question or how I feel about the way the question is phrased itself, I would like for you to go. I think that would be the best way for us to continue this. I would like for you to answer. Exactly. Okay. Um, so I thought about this off and on throughout the week. How are you making a difference in this world? And I thought about it a few different ways. I thought, well, how am I making a difference on a smaller scale? And then I thought about, well, how am I making a difference on a larger scale? But then I thought also about, well, does my smaller scale difference translate into a bigger picture into a larger scale because i don't know i don't know what my difference making means to someone else how does it translate to someone else it can mean something so much it can mean something so much bigger to someone else you know what i'm saying yeah i'm with you so far so um when i thought about it i was like okay keon on a smaller scale how are you making a difference in this world well, I think the biggest thing for me is my is my energy. I don't put any bad energy out into the world. Okay. Um, I like you know, what we're so far. I I'm not the type of person that's you know that holds a lot of uh you know that that, that deals with grudges, a lot of an- grudges, animosity, hostility. I don't right. I don't really I don't really do that type of shit. Like it really takes a lot for me to get to that point. And I think that um, I think that's a good thing um, because there's a lot of shit happening in this world. There's a lot of there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of bullshit, a lot of a lot of a lot of shit going on in the world right now. That's really captivating, that can really influence people, that can really change people's thought processes and people's minds. And we're the Um, first people in humanity to be able to access all of it all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's something that we have to be mindful of and we have to truly take account for because that's no it's no like trivial thing at all. Yeah. And and that's going to make a good point for something I want to talk about later. Okay. Um but so it got me to thinking I'm like, well, you know, what do you you know, you 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 treat people, you treat people the way they want to be treated, you respect people, you respect women, 
You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of things that other people don't do. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of things that are overlooked um, in this life, I feel like. You know, like even even as small as to, you know, I fucking I hold the door open for people when when you mm-hmm. know when they're when when they're when I see them behind me, you know what I'm saying? Right. Little shit like that. You know, little mm-hmm. shit like that. I don't know. I think it at least makes it. Has it has it huh, before you go, I'm sorry to cut you off, but how's it make you feel when you hold the door open for somebody and they just walk past your ass and don't say nothing? <laughs> uh it it, can, it I'm not gonna sit here and act like it's not annoying sometimes, but I'm I, I don't I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna hold a grudge for that, you know, against that person. I'm not gonna walk up behind that person and say, "Hey, hey, hey!" Right? Oh, did, you, did you see me? Try to try to try to try to shut the door on them real fast before they actually get a chance to walk through it. If you if you right. realize that they're not gonna say anything to you, go go over there and just and just slap the Cheetos out of their hand. Like, nah, I held the door. Oh, oh, oh no! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You must have thought that that was an automatic door. It actually wasn't. I was, I was there. I, I actually opened that for you. I allowed you to be able to move forward without any effort. I, I'm sorry. Maybe, right. you didn't, maybe you didn't see me, but but you see me now. You see me right. now, don't you? <laughs> no, nah, that's crazy. No, nah, that's definitely it's not that serious. But I just wanted to ask. Yeah. Um. But no, I just just little things like that. You know what I'm saying? Um. And you know, I I generally I work. I work in, we both work in, in customer service. So right. it's like, we have this shit kind of ingrained in our minds mm. and our souls as far as like how we go about treating people and greeting people and yeah. respecting people. And I don't know that, I feel like that's small scale. However, I think that not enough people appreciate that. I feel like it, little, the little things should be seen on, a, on, on larger scales. You know what I'm saying? Because it's the little things that really make this fucking world just twirl around and, and keep going. Because where will we where would we be without those little things? You know, those little things, they they grow, they get bigger, that sometimes they become big things and sometimes they don't. But just simple respect and just 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 politeness, those little things I feel like go a long way. Now, as far as a larger scale, um, the only thing that I could really come up with, because I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not big time. I don't have a huge influence over people. So, you know, I can't say that I, that I have that kind of power, but I will say this. One thing that I can say that I've done in this world that might be good on a larger scale is that I have created a small human in which I have instilled a values, respect, uh, politeness, all the things that I think that are, you know, that are just tremendous qualities. I've instilled those into my kid. I'm just going to, my kid's going to continue to grow. He's going to become an adult and he's going to go out in this world and he's going to have to be his own person. And I feel good that I'm trying my best to raise him and make him a good person, uh, someone that I, I feel like is maybe reflective of me. Um, and I feel like, you know, when I'm when I'm dead and gone, uh, hopefully he will still be here and he will mm-hmm. pass on the energy that I've mm-hmm. that I, you know, that he sees me with. Yes. Does that make- yes. Nope. That's a very that's a great answer. 
And I didn't necessarily know just how deeply you thought about these things or what you were going to touch on, but you touched on pretty much every point that I that I wanted to bring up. Because the way that this first and foremost, the way that this was phrased is how are you making a difference in this world? And I thought that the phrasing of that question was very, very interesting because the question could be, how would you like to make a difference in this world? But the way they phrased it seemed as though they almost wanted to us to intuit. They wanted the reader to intuit the fact that they are making a difference, whether they are conscious of it or not. That's the way it seemed to me. That's the way I read it is, no, you're making a difference. Now, figure out what sort of difference you're making and then come back with the answer. Right. And when you said you tried to differentiate small scale and large scale with it, that's something that's the very first thing I wanted to talk about. I feel like I don't think that this is the origin of the problem or our fetishism with celebrity, but I know it doesn't help because I think that a lot of people only see that large scale as, as the only scale in which mm-hmm. what you do matters. So if you right. don't have all the followers, if you don't have the clout, if you don't have the fame, then you don't have the voice that travels mountains and valleys, then it doesn't really matter what you do. And I think that that causes a whole lot of problems in people's decision making because they're not holding themselves accountable for larger transgressions for law for that ripple effect that we know is a thing that works so when you talk about small scale i think that it's something that people have to be cognizant of more what you do on a daily basis who did who did you speak to and how did you speak to them how did you treat people how did you treat your family members today did you talk to any of your family members today are you being a good friend and a good family member to your loved ones, to your significant other, if that be the case? To your to yourself, because yourself has to come first. So then that that light can shine through and you because then if you know how to treat yourself, you know how to better treat other people. Right. right. So. I feel like people discount their moves every single day mm-hmm. and. You know, if you see somebody in front of you in a drive through, you're at Chick-fil-A or something like that. And you're in a drive through and someone pays for you. You go up to the window and they're like, hey, I just want to let you know the person in front of you, like pay for you. You go. That's you could have got, you know, a fucking 12 piece nugget and a milkshake or whatever. That's just like nine, ten dollars or whatever. But you won't be through the roof, not because you didn't pay ten dollars for your meal but because someone that didn't know you felt like they just wanted to spread positive energy because they're clearly big voids of that, big pockets where that is lacking in this world. Because again, people aren't necessarily thinking that what they do has that extremely immense and pervasive rippling effect through our culture, which, which it does because that thing now touches you it could have brought you from a great, a good mood to a great mood or a bad mood to a good mood, whatever the case may be. But you're going to feel that. Yeah. And, and it's much it's much more likely that you're going to go to the next person that you engage with and share that same energy. Yep. And I, I don't understand how people just don't understand that touch. 
and it's how a domino, that works. It's a domino effect. It's easy. It's not. It's an, it's a very simple concept. It it really really is. So as much as it seems like we're being those old dudes, they're just you know telling people that they gotta you know respect and communicate. We're just getting back to very very fundamental building blocks of what it is to be a decent human being, but that can't be overlooked. Like you said, they are things that are simple, but because they're simple, I think people overlook them and they overlook the power of them. Real so, quick. so it, it makes me ask the question like, okay, if those types of qualities, like if, if we're the old guys that are, you know, just preaching respect and, and shit mm-hmm. like that, but it's almost like, why not? Why not? Yeah, like, why not be that person? No, there are so many things that I think about, and I usually end up getting to what is the alternative. Yeah, you're gonna hear exactly. me. You're gonna hear me say that like one or two more times throughout this podcast. What is the alternative? Being a, being a fucking asshole to people, right? Just to, just talking to people with whatever tone you want to, saying whatever it is you want to them. Like that's that's yeah, no, nah, that's that's absolutely insane. You can't do that. So again, going to my answer for this question. First and foremost, starting with myself every day, trying to hold myself accountable for for falling short of the person that I aspire to be. And if you're doing that, you're holding yourself accountable. And you have people around you. We've spoken about this before. The people you surround yourself with that also hold you accountable because hopefully you're speaking to them regularly about about your life and your vision and your dreams. And they can hold you accountable for the person that they know you want to be. Not who they want you to be, but who they know you want to be. So so that's extremely important. And I try my very best to, like you said, treat people with respect, give people my time, undivided attention when I speak to them and let them know that when I'm there with them, I'm fully engaged and they're what matters at the time. I I think that that just, it just goes a very, very long way. And then I'm so glad that you brought up Ja'Cory, you having a child, because that is huge. I was hoping you were going to fucking bring that up. <laughs> having a child like you, you're right. You brought a human into this world. And there are a bunch of people doing that, but they're not thinking about the moral obligation that comes with that. We're going to have to deal with this little motherfucker. We're going to have to deal with him as he gets older and becomes a human being that makes decisions that affect other people's lives and their moods. We're going to have to deal with that later on. So it matters what you're instilling in them, how you're speaking to them, what you're exposing them to. Yep. That all of that matters, how you're showing love and compassion to them. Mm-hmm. And so that they can sort of detect that and even understand what that is, because I don't think a lot of people do. Another thing we're going to continue to talk about today. But. I, I, I definitely think that, you know, we have to get in a mood of under we have to get in the mode of understanding that the things that we do have consequence. They have real time real life consequence with the people that surround us. Right. And yeah. And I, and if, and if, if, if we can't see that, that is just, that is just a reflection of our ignorance. If we don't think that we're having an impact and, and what's, what's interesting is 
I don't even think that there has to be a real distinction between, you know, large and small impact. The fact that there is an impact that you're having is that's that's what matters. So you have to you should be cognizant of whatever that impact is, no matter how it's manifesting itself. So that's that's definitely something I, that I, I think about all the time. And something you left out is you and I have created a podcast. Ah, true. <laughs> we, we come here once a week and we we let it go. We talk about all the things that that are bothering us, that are sparking interest in us, that are perpetuating thoughts in our minds. Mm-hmm. We, we, we talk about it all, the good and the bad, the spikes and the dips, the ups and downs, the mountains and the valleys. We talk about all of it. Mm-hmm. But one thing that we don't do is, like you said, dwell in negative energy and just swim right. in this pool of dastardly thought. Right. You know, it's just something we don't do. We don't come in here. We don't talk shit about people. And if we do, we try to, I think, do it in the fairest way possible. Yeah, right. And yeah, and we're not excluded from that. Again, we hold we hold ourselves responsible for the things that we do and say. Yeah. And we and we've done that for each other. So coming on this platform and speaking as positively as we do about all these different things that we're engaging with in our lives and we're becoming more and more aware of, that's huge in itself because people come to this motherfucker and listen. Yeah, they do. <laughs> people people are listening to this. This is this is some of the food that is nourishing people's brains. Yep. And that is important. It's brain food, just like whatever it is that you're putting in your body, just like the food you're eating. We're, we are not McDonald's. We are not just, <laughs> we're not just some microwave craft mac and cheese. That's not us. Right. We're the gourmet meals. That's how I'm looking at it. We're over here putting heart and soul and thought into this. And we come here every day and we and we give or every week and we give people truth. Yep. You may not always agree with everything that we say, but you understand that what we're saying isn't isn't just bullshit. We're thinking yeah. about it. It's truthful. Yep. As, as close to that as we can get. And, you know, I've already spoken about degrees of wrong. Because all wrong is not equal. Right. So so someone can have a worse wrong answer than I can. So I'm not always claiming to be right with a lot of these takes that I have. But what I am guaranteeing you is that I'm at least trying my best to have. Well, I, I would like to have a right answer, but I know that that's not always the case because I'm a fallible human being. But what I will tell you is that I'm always at least going to have the best wrong answer that, that, <laughs> that, that I, that I can have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm not an omniscient being. I don't, I don't know every fucking thing, but I, but I try right. and us coming here and showing people that I feel like is also huge. And I think that people would agree. So that is how you and I are making a difference in this world. That's, that's, that's what I got for that. We trying, trying our best, man, trying our best. Um, and, and, and moving on, Clearly, this is something that we would like. We, I mean, we bring this, we bring these meaningful questions to this podcast because not only are, are we just having pretty much therapy here and learning more about each other and, and building a stronger bond, a stronger you know friendship, but we want people clearly to be able to. I just want to spark thought. 
I don't want I don't want to just lay down the bricks and tell people how to think about certain things. I just I would just love to be a type of person that sparks thought in other people. So I would love for other people to be able to ask themselves these same questions. And in thinking about that, we should probably move on to some people that maybe ought to be thinking (laughs) how they're making a difference in this world. Because we're all watching and, and staying up and reading about a lot of wild shit that's going on these days. Yeah. And that's and that's a question that, that ought to be posed. So would it's, you like to take it away, sir? Would you like to tell the people what we're talking about? As uh, if they don't already know. Yeah, I'll I'll take it away here. Give me a second. Let me get my notes out. Okay, and while you do that, what I will say is that we recorded last time the day that this took place. Yeah. But I'm so glad that we did not speak on this. I'm so glad that we didn't record like the next day and feel the need to speak on this because I don't like this microwave era where you have where everyone's just trying to get the first take on something that happens Mm -hmm. because you have no time to sit with the information and, and really try to delve into it and understand it from multiple angles. You're just trying to say it's like Twitter speak. You just want to be the first 140 characters, and maybe they've made it more than that by now. But I, you know, I might just be old with the terminology. But just throwing, you know, your first 140 characters out and being the first person to be able to have something to say about something, and it maybe being inflammatory or whatever the fuck it is. I'm so glad because now with this time that we've been able to have, I've thought about it, I've read into it, and I definitely, it's it, this conversation is going to become a lot more fruitful because of the time. Yeah. I promise you that. Yeah, definitely. You've had more time to kind of dissect things that you want to say, uh, look at different perspectives, um, things like that. But Ooh, I'm going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that whole perspective thing is going to come in uh, a little bit later yeah. for me. So. Right. <laughs> so what obviously what we're talking about is the storming of the Capitol um, by a bunch of uh, Trump supporters, MAGA uh, influencers. Um, it's, 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 let me start out by saying what a fucking time to be alive. Uh, we are, what was, what was your initial feeling when you saw what was happening? Like, what do you remember feeling as soon as you saw it, when you witnessed the people storming, screaming, all the different gear and armor and weapons that the people have? I, my very first thoughts were these people are crazy. Um, <laughs> right. That's that seems like the initial thought for a lot of people. Yeah, I, these people are crazy, and right. I instantly, obviously, I instantly thought of, you know, the Black Lives Matter uh, protests over the summer, and I'm just like, wow, like it's crazy to me. Like all everything that I saw as far as those protests, I'm seeing, you know, people, you know, it looked like SWAT teams out there geared up. You know, what I'm saying tear gas, riot shields. Um, they brought you know, pipe me- bombs in yes. there. I just, I don't understand how they were able to get in there the way that they did. I do understand it, but I also don't understand it. Okay. I was about to say, cause I, I saw it happen. No, I saw, I, I no, understand no, no, no. exactly what happened. They, I, they, they, I they underst- opened the front door and walked in there. <laughs> but how, how, like, how, like, why was it so easy? Why yeah. was it? You know what I'm saying? And like I, you know, you you saw you see all this footage. Seems like a lot of the some of the cops were just kind of allowing it to happen. Some of them were fighting back. Some of them were kind of just allowing this to happen. 
Um, and what's crazy to me is like, some of these people, you know, they were they were well known people in their community. One of them was like a, a delegate or a, a rep, sorry, a representative from West Virginia. Like we got a nigga holding office up in this joint. <laughs> like this nigga holding an office for West Virginia, and he right. up here storming the Capitol, and right. then and then and then resigned when he got caught. Now I'm going to talk about that for a second. I think I've said maybe once before in this podcast, it's like, if you're going to be that person, then you hold your fucking ground in that, you know what I'm saying? Hold your fucking right. ground. Like if right. you're going to be, if you're, if you're going to be the guy that is, or, or girl that is initiating and starting up the revolution, then you right. stand in your shit. Plant your flag and own it. I, it, it kind of bothered me. All these people apologizing after a fact and wanting our sympathy because, oh, I, you know, I was, I was caught in the moment. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, I, I didn't know what was going to happen that day. You know, the doors just opened. So I walked in one. Can't tell me that you didn't know that was illegal. You you can't tell me that. Right. Only y'all out here knew that that was illegal and that you could get in trouble for it. Yeah. Like y'all went in there on that on this on some rah rah shit. Y'all went in there, you know what I'm saying, on some rah rah shit. And now you now you're sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. You knew right. what you was doing. You knew what right. you was doing. Don't be sorry. If That's you funny. gonna be that person, stand in your shit. I will respect. I will look. I don't necessarily agree with what they did. Right. But I'm all about respecting someone's stance on something that they believe in. If that's what you believe in, then stand in your shit. Plant I feel, your flag I, right there. I feel, I feel you on that. But what I would have to say in rebuttal is, what if I truly felt a certain way at a time? And then I, I got swept up in a bunch of stuff that I didn't necessarily. Okay, so here's the thing. And this is. This is no shade to anybody that necessarily collects and tries to get done something through protesting or whatever. This has always been my sort of idea with it. And I think I've shared this with you before. When it comes to me and collecting with a just innumerable amount of people on a cause, I can't be quite sure what we hold in common, exactly what we hold in common. We're saying we're ch maybe chanting some of the same things, but the way that I'm looking at it and the way that you're looking at it or what I'm willing to do or where I think we ought to draw the line and where you're drawing the line and what you think we ought to do or the distance we ought to go could be completely different things. Mm -hmm. And so, so I feel like when you bunch yourself up with a bunch of other people for a cause, things can get shaky really fast. Things can become quite precarious and uncertain because you came here thinking that this movement was one thing, and then you found out in the midst of it all that it's becoming something completely different. So now you're bunch of so so I think that there are some people that are just like, you know what? I came here thinking that what we we're doing was this, and then I quickly realized we were wrong. Like what so if 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 someone does truly, genuinely feel like, okay, I was wrong, we shouldn't have done this. Like this, this turned, it, it, it seemed golden at first, but then this turned, it manipulated it into some nasty, ugly monster that I can't even recognize anymore. Then 
are they just supposed to still say, oh, I, I'm sticking with it, even if they don't? Or do you want them to tell the truth and be like, no, I'm to okay. be honest with you, I, like that morphed into some shit that I wasn't really about. Okay. Because so you can find you're... yourself going out to a Black Lives Matter movement. We're about to get real. You can find yourself going to a Black Lives Matter movement and you're not about the violence. I know you. You're not. But you agree with the phrase Black Lives Matter. You yeah. go out and then some people go and start fucking somebody up or breaking some local shop or some shit like that. And you're like, oh, hold on now. But now but now you're in a video. You're in the people taking everybody got their phone out. So you and mad videos, you all over the Internet. And it's like, oh, Keon was a part of this. Mm-hmm. And you like, yeah, I was, but I didn't, I didn't know that's what it was. Like, I, it seemed like a good idea, but now that it happened, I, you know, we probably shouldn't have did it. Could you, can you not see that happening? Could no, 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 no. I, I, I totally understand that. Um, I guess the way that I'm thinking about it is if, okay, so let's say they were out there and right. they, they're, you know, they were out there just, you know, protesting, um, um, God damn it protesting uh Biden getting elected cuz that's what this was all about. They didn't they didn't want yeah. those electoral votes to be certified. Mm-hmm. I yeah. get that. Okay, you didn't want for whatever reason, well we know a reason, but for whatever reason, right. you thought that the election was fraudulent, you thought it was fake, right. you didn't think Biden won, you wanted right. to protest um those electoral count uh votes being certified. That's one thing. When you decide to start Breaking windows into yeah. a federal building and right. storming up in there with right. zip ties and right. Confederate flags and yeah. pipe bombs. Yo, the zip ties That's- was wild. Zip ties was wild because it's like, yo, like, what, what, what was you gonna do with zip, those? Zip ties and bombs. Like, what was your fit to do? What, what, yeah, what was you about to do? That's you crazy, know? bro. They went in there you, wild. <laughs> so when and when you start, not saying that every single person was doing that. But when right. you join those individuals right. in a federal building right. with zip ties, Confederate flags, it was a nigga in there smoking weed. Like, right. it, you know what I'm saying? Um, I guess the point you, I'm trying to, because I see what you're saying. And, and I can I feel like, because my thing is this, I, let me say this, by the way, because I'm, I'm not trying to be any apologist by any sense. I'm just trying to look at this from all different vantage points as I do. It's my first response is I have to try to put myself in other people's shoes. And that's why this is going to be an interesting talk. I'm just saying, if you're one of these hundreds and hundreds of people, whatever, you don't know what everyone else is doing. Like, I could be there and not know that there's someone there with pipe bombs or not know that someone's there with zip ties or whatever. Well, what I'm saying, what all I'm saying is I would have had the mindset and the wherewithal to be like, okay, I'm here for the, for the shouting and the protesting, but I'm right. not doing that. Right. So y'all have fun with that. I'm going to go ahead and go back over here. Right. And those people didn't do that because you can't because it's not like they were dragged by their fucking feet into the Capitol. Like, oh, no, nah, he was in here. He was right. in here. You can't you can't say he wasn't in here. He was in here. Yeah. Like it wasn't like that. You know. OK. So so what I'll say, first and foremost, when I saw it, I was just I was legitimately sad. Okay. I looked at it and I wasn't I know a lot of people's first response was anger. I was sad. I was looking at it thinking, this is where we are right now. Yeah. This is where is a lot of us, this is where a lot of us as Americans feel like we have to take it in order for things to change. And upon more reflection, because as soon as soon as this happens, it's so interesting the way that my mind works. I, I have to understand 
Mm-hmm. I have to understand. I can't just, I've said to you before, condemn people to the depths of hell for eternity simply because I don't understand what's happening. So I have to know. Because that's, as far as I'm concerned, what is the alternative? If we don't try to understand where people are coming from and, and try to rectify it that way, like how do, you, how do you even start to try to solve a problem if you don't understand the problem? So I'm not, I'm not condemning them to hell at all. I'm just saying no. I, don't, I don't have a ton of sympathy for them, for, okay. for, their, for the actions that they chose. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't necessarily know if sympathy is the word that I'm looking for. What I'm, what I'm using, what I am employing is empathy. I'm just trying to put myself there. So I'm thinking, what would it take for Earl Hooks to do that? That's the very first thing I think of. What, would, like, what are they feeling that would, that would have these people do this? And here's the thing. Imagine this. Imagine truly believing that the presidency was stolen. Like, imagine truly believing that the presidency, that the election was rigged and it was stolen from you because, because you're thinking, well, why? You don't have to take it to violence. Like, you don't have to take it there. But if people have voted, which is our way of speaking, and then they have protested peacefully and nothing has happened, what's the, what's the next thing? You're right. You know what I mean? So, so, so that's where they are. I'm trying to just figure out where they are. That's where they are. They're like, okay, well, we voted. They didn't do what we, what we told them to because this person, Donald Trump has told us that they didn't and we believe him and we protested and they're not doing anything. Okay. This is the next step because they truly believe it. Keon, you have to understand Belief is the most powerful thing that there is. Belief in it, and it's and it's you can tap into it at any point in time. Belief is the strongest thing. If you get a bunch of people believing something, truly, truly believing something, they will act on that belief. But here's my thing. And we can't act as though this is the first time we've been our progress has been thwarted. By, by people believing and acting on their beliefs, even though it is on insufficient evidence. And that's, that's where I'm, that's where I'm thinking like, like, okay, I get that you don't believe it, but like, did you ever stop to think like, well, why is he saying this? Did did he, where is the evidence? Like, where is Prob- the evidence? Probably, probably not. And that's where they went wrong. Exactly. No, listen, I know I feel you. I feel you. All I'm saying is that I feel as though people should find a way to be able to employ the sort of empathy I'm talking about, because we have all made decisions believing in something that we didn't have conclusive evidence about or, or we have molded our lives and tied ourselves to something, some culture, some ideology that does not give us conclusive evidence. Right. And, and, we, and we act upon it. And that's right. the way that we live our life. So all I'm saying is these were, at the end of the day, these were a bunch of people that got caught up believing the wrong thing at the wrong time. And you want to know. Because, because, because you're right. I don't know where these niggas are getting this. In. I'm I'm waiting for the evidence. 
Me because, too. Because yeah, because if that's the case, then then that's fucked up. It is. That's it wild. Is because and because and I'm thinking even furthermore. Imagine ten years down the line, five ten years down the line, like this conclusive evidence hits. Like just <laughs> just just imagine just for a thought experiment. Just imagine these motherfuckers were right. Yeah. On the off chance, because they don't have the evidence, right? I mean, I don't know who has it, but they don't have the evidence. It doesn't seem like. Right. Which is why everybody's like, yo, relax, calm down. It's not that serious. Like, y'all lost. Just take the L and walk walk yeah. with it. Hold, yeah. Hug that L and walk with it. But if on the off chance, on the 0. 0.0001 chance, these motherfuckers were right. Imagine this coming to light. The whole narrative changes. And then it's these people saw something that the rest of us didn't see. Right. And and they fought for it while the rest of us stood idly by. They fought for democracy when our votes, when our right to vote was being taken in front of our eyes. Mm -hmm. And they went and tried to do something about it. And we just sat by and laughed at them and said that they were crazy. It's just a wild thought experiment. But that that would just be a wild narrative switch shift. No, that would just be you. absolutely insane. That now I don't. Now insane. I don't believe. I don't necessarily know if that. You know, I don't believe that's the case. I think that. I think that he lost. <laughs> <laughs> I think he lost, and they're having a the whole time holding that L. But they believe in him, and I think that this is something that that outlasts his presidency. Yeah, definitely. I think that this sort of this sort of hatred and, and I mean, way of they're, thinking. They're already talking about um, pro armed armed protest at every state capital in the country on inauguration day. Mm. They're already talking about that. How did you feel about the fact that me like social media has taken him off? Just take just swiped him off the face of the planet on social media. I'm so happy that you asked me that question. Because I and, I and I ask you this because that I honestly feel like only fuels the fire. <laughs> No, it does. That only it does. that 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 says okay. See, we told you guys that they're trying to take these things away from us, and then now he they he's he's being he's had his constitutional right of freedom of speech taken away by all the media that we have been telling you the left controls. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. I'm just so saying. I'm glad I'm glad you asked me that because that's one of the bigger topics I wanted to talk about today. Right. Tech totalitarianism. Um, and I'm going to preach educated brother. I'm going to go ahead and uh, MLK day is on the way. <laughs> Black history month is on the way. So for anyone that doesn't know what, uh, totalitarian means, uh, it's of order relating to a centralized government that does not tolerate parties of differing opinion that exercise dictatorial control over many aspects of life. And tech totalitarianism is basically these tech companies having a little too much power, a little too much influence. And we're honestly, we're witnessing a bit of it right before our eyes because He's been banned from just about everything you can fucking think of. This nigga can't even do a Google search. Like, <laughs> he's, he's been banned from Google, oh. Apple, uh, so many Damn. other apps. Twitter, Facebook, 
Um, now I will say it's a little the <laughs> they, time they won't they won't let this nigga get a word out. No, no, I will say that the oh, timing is a little bit mm, to me because mm. it's like okay now y'all want to do this now y'all want to shut this nigga out. okay. Um, but that's mm. besides the point. That's besides the point. Um, and you're right. A lot of his supporters are talking about you know calling calling. People like us that don't necessarily agree with them calling us sheep, um, right? Call, saying that they want to take our rights away, saying that they want to, uh, you know, America is going to be a communist uh, society one day. That there's going to just be this one governing factor, and a lot of people see that as, um, you know, a lot of people say that that governing factor is going to be coming from Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. uh, right over where these these tech companies. Are are uh, stationed at, and it really makes you think. Like, okay, well, if if they all just band together and say, "All right, well, we're not going to support this person, and we're going to shut him the fuck up," it really it's really interesting because they could do that at any point at any time. Um, I don't know if you know this, but um, Farrakhan, Minister Farrakhan, he's mm. not allowed on Facebook. Um, he's not allowed mm. on Twitter. He's banned from a few different things um, because of his views and because of his influence. Um, and right. this is this happened in the last couple of years. Hmm. Um, and, I, and I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. I mean, social media is so big. Social networking is so big that if you get taken off one of this one of these platforms, I mean, just just how are you going to get your word out? What are you going to do? Send it by mail? Like, no. Right. Like, right. what's going to happen? You're yeah, they threw, you, yeah they threw you back into the Stone Age. Yeah, like you're not going to be able to get your word out. Um, have you heard about this uh, Parler app? I've heard, I've heard whispers about the Parler app. Yes. Okay, so Parler app is it's basically a sh- social networking app, but it has a lot of uh, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of MAGA on there. A lot of people that um support Trump use that app. Um, Apple shut them down. Um, the Google Play, uh, uh, Google, you know, where, what is, what the fuck is Google's, like, it's, what their, whatever their fucking app store is called. Yeah, what, yeah whatever, them, Google, yeah. Yeah, shut them down. Um, Amazon took them off the servers. Mm. Like, they're shutting these people up. And it's really interesting to see happen. Like, it's, it's, and, and it's like, it's like, it's like, okay, well, they, it's like trying to get a job somewhere else at a different network. It's like, oh, shit, Apple and Google don't fuck with you for that shit you did. Why would we fuck with you? We ain't fucking with you. Like, right. Nah, we're good. We're good. Um, And yeah, man, it's it's really interesting to see how how all this is unfolding. How how these how these social networking sites have so much power over us. It's really fucking. Yeah, I don't. I I I truly don't know how I feel. I don't. I don't necessarily know if I feel like it was the best idea. I think that I I think I've spoken about this before. We need to know what people are talking about. We -hmm. need to know what people are talking about. Who's talking about it? Where they're talking about it? Where they're centralizing, joining, facilitating? Like these are things that we kind of need to know because if we just if we think that we're stomping out the fire simply because we're taking them off of socials, but that doesn't that doesn't stop the the feeling 
Mm-hmm. That doesn't stop the ideology. You think that you're stomping out the flame, but you're not. You're just, to some degree, turning a blind eye to it. Right. I think that people are going to find a way to centralize. Yeah. And, and, and just now that everyone's like not going to be able to keep an eye on them and see what's going on, I, I, don't, I don't really know if that's, if that's the way. We might get hit with a surprise is what I'm yeah. telling you. Like it's right. it's much easier to get hit with a surprise, right? Because now they're just in the in the dark depths of yeah. whatever fucking nook and cranny they're in. They doing they this. doing their shit on the underground now. Yeah, <laughs> they took to the they took to the sewers. I knew he was about to say that. I knew you were about to say that. <laughs> oh my gosh, this just yeah, it's that's just really rough. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah it's, and I'm just yeah, like it's just well, interesting. I'm like, well, how many more people are they are they going to shut down? Like, is it going to go further than this? You know, are they going to start shutting down anybody that agrees with Trump? You know, or is it it's 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 going to eventually it's going to go away from Trump? They're going to start shutting down just anyone that doesn't well, share the same views. Well, well, that well, that's and that's my issue because I am about free speech. You know that you know that yeah. I am. So. Yeah. Once you once you open that door, even if it's just a jar, now you've you've opened up the debate. You've opened mm-hmm. up the discussion for what should be allowed to be spoken about mm-hmm. on, you know, in the socials, mm-hmm. in a grand scheme of things. And once you open that up, you know, people there might be some conflicts of interest. And then, like you said, this. These tech companies might just shut you down. They're like, oh no, you said the wrong thing. People, we're getting too much heat. We gotta take you off. You yeah. can't have you can't have a voice anymore in this in this digital at least, age. At least not on here. Not on here, you ain't gonna have a voice. Right, but then the but other like, companies will probably follow suit. They'll probably exactly. follow suit. Exactly. And then now you're just stripped of your voice. It's it's really Yeah, I don't know. That might be a slippery slope, to be honest. And with as, you. as as much as I disagree with a lot of things that Trump supporters do say, they might just have a point on that free speech part. It, it, I mean, and we're seeing it unfold. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what it is. Another uh, a point that I'll bring out is it was so much easier for me to say to my friends earlier on in the year, you can't just generalize and put them all in one group and say that they're all violent or they all hate you or whatever the case may be. Like, there's, there's just room there's there's gray area. There is nuance to this conversation and nuance to human beings. You have to give room for that. After this, <laughs> if you pull up to the grocery store right now and you see two big ass Ford F-150s pull up to the side of you with Trump banners and Confederate flags and this and that. You don't necessarily want to stick around to see the nuance. (laughs) You don't want to stick around and try to give all the time that you maybe you would have. You would have given before so that you can see just how devout these people are to all of Trump's principles or whatever the case may be. You don't want to do that. You're just kind of scared. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Or put off to some degree because you don't really know exactly how far these people are willing to take it because you just saw how far they were willing to take it. Yep, you're way more alert. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what's kind of sad to me, too, is. You know, even what you know, it makes it hard for the people that 
that we're trying to find the spectrum in the conversation, that we're trying to find all the different points that they agreed with people. And it's just it's just rough. It's just one more thing, man. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a rough one. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the other things I wanted to point out about that whole thing is like they were saying that um that like they were trying to get the National Guard out there, but they, they basically it was denied at first. And I'm just like, why? Like y'all, y'all didn't see this shit popping off. Like why not bring some people out here to help orchestrate this crowd? I thought that was kind of some BS too. It might have been some politics behind that. Like we yeah. don't, we don't know, we don't know what's going on. Yeah, we just we, we we some little niggas. We just we just down here just hoping hoping for the best. Pretty much, we're just we're just hoping for the best, and that's why I feel like. Our impact as individuals is what is going to matter. It's not always just about relying on the people that we put in office. Those are extremely important jobs, extremely vital, critical to just our lives and how we continue to move forward. But I, I, I for me, another one of the biggest things I think about is when I come on here and we have our meditation sessions and we talk about finding finding that inner space and finding solace and peace in there having some backup some some real spiritual emotional mental fortitude built on something that isn't derived from the external like having something inside because if 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 you don't practice some sort of meditation or and, and that could be in, in various ways. There's so many different ways to get in tune with oneself. But if you're only working with what the external realm is giving you, what this physical realm is giving you, I can just imagine just a lot of things just being a shit show for you. Right. It would be extremely difficult for me to to really have a smile on my face day to day and try to have good night's rest if if I didn't. If I didn't call on something way more profound inside myself than what's going on out here in the world and all this all this sort of chaos going on. Yeah. It just yeah, it just makes me really sad for all the people that haven't found something to to root themselves into, something nourishing and substantial enough to root themselves in. And they're just kind of floating around. In this in this realm of chaos and uncertainty and bigotry and polarization, whatever else is you know floating up on their feet at the moment, but yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's it's a it's a rough time. But I'm glad that we were able to have a more nuanced conversation about this and see things from different sides because it is a very interesting, very interesting thing that's going on, and this is this is in the history books. Yeah, and I mean, only only time will tell. Like, I think the biggest question is. Like I think we said this the other day, where do we go from here? How do we move on? How do we I, move on? <laughs> again, I think it starts with compassion. It yeah. starts with compassion. And I know people a lot of times go, oh, well, why do we got to be the ones to be compassionate? Why do we have to? Because just a little while ago, you're thinking, I don't have sympathy for them. You don't necessarily have to be feeling bad for whatever unfortunate you know events they may be going through now because they chose to do those things. but. Again, 
understanding where they come from. Understanding isn't agreeing with their methods. Yeah. Understanding is putting yourself in someone else's shoes and under in having a decent grasp on why they did what they did. And, 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 and that's that's pretty much that. And then you 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 better know how to deconstruct the machine itself. And then you can you can better look at its parts and and detect and investigate the issue as a whole better because you're looking at the smaller gears, and wheels and pulleys and levers that go inside the machine itself. So you have to you have to understand. You have to try to understand. I don't understand. It's interesting. Well, no, I guess I do. Actually, it's interesting if anyone says I don't want to understand. I don't want to understand. I don't want to know what my quote unquote enemy is doing. I don't want to feel any closer to them because if I if I understand where they're coming from and not only understand, but then there's where the the last bit of the compassion comes in, want the best for them still. Then. I'm I am that much closer to my enemy now. And enemies you know close, what I mean? Enemies closer. Yeah, like I have I have now tethered myself to some degree to my enemy. And I can't do that because there's nothing that I have in common with my enemy. It's bullshit. That's complete, that's complete bullshit. I was having a conversation with a friend just yesterday about having that sort of ego death when I first had my psychedelic trip on mushrooms mm-hmm. back in Florida years ago. And how I was in, and I've been made fun of about this for my Mikey and stuff like that, but I was in a house with a guy. And it was me and the two people that took the shrooms together. We went out. We were in nature, climbing trees, looking at the water at a pier. We were doing a bunch of stuff, hippy-dippy stuff, running around, touching flowers, talking to the flowers, all sorts of stuff like that. And then we ended up at this guy's house (laughs) hours later, talking to the flowers, yeah, shaking hands. We were doing all sorts of stuff. So now we're at this guy's house. and. They're playing video games. It's like him and a couple other people. And we just, you know, walked in this guy's house. And this guy had like a crack pipe on the, on his dresser. And the people that I was with clearly knew him very well. So they're talking about him like, yeah, man, like, how's that going? Like, you still, like, you still doing crack? And, <laughs> and he's sitting there, he's playing video games. And he's like, what yeah, like, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like every once in a while, you know, I'll smoke some crack or whatever. And but you have to understand. <laughs> hold on, hold on a second. But you have to understand though. Hey, this, hold on, this got me thinking about that big Smokey J story. <laughs> oh, we can, listen. We got time. I'm I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking because my ego has been completely shattered. <laughs> I'm not thinking about Earl the person anymore. I just I just have a scope of what's in front of me. And I'm just experiencing life with no real judgments. I'm just I'm just seeing other human beings and all these other walls have been broken down. All these inhibitions, all these different things, all these categorizations and boxes, these compartmentalizations that I've put on people and who they ought to be because they do this certain thing. All of that has shattered. All that got broken down. And I remember this was like one of the best moments of my life because I was looking at the guy and I just heard that he did crack. And I know that what Sober Earl before this psychedelic experience would have thought. And it was, 
oh shit, like I'm in a fucking house with a crackhead right now. Like I should probably get out of here. Mm-hmm. This probably isn't like the scene I need to be a part of. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, I couldn't even bring myself. That wasn't even an option for me. I just mm-hmm. saw a guy. It was yeah. a guy and he was playing video games and we were sitting there and we were chatting, having a good time. That was that was it. I didn't see a nasty troll, slimy, out the mud, marshland crackhead that's going to try to steal from me and murder me for this 10 bucks I have in my pocket. Like none of that came up. It was just, oh, this is a guy I'm having a conversation with. He was playing video games right now. Is he a crack smoker? He smokes when he smokes crack. He is a crack smoker when he's not. And even when he is, he's he's someone's son. He's someone's friend. He's someone's confidant. He's a video gamer. He's an artist. He's a he's a bunch of things. And then that's when the this is he I, an addict. He, I mean, yeah, I mean, that could very well be a thing. <laughs> he could very well be addicted. But again, all these constructions were were completely shattered. They they dissipated in front of me. And then that's mm-hmm. when I realized people are just much more than these labels that we have thrown on them. So, so I, I mean, I, I thought that that was, that was an amazing experience for me. And I never looked at people the same ever again. I never looked at people the same ever again. I never just wrote somebody off on first glance because they did something or saw something a different way than I did or whatever the case may be. I, all, I brought that back into reality with me. It was like, no, they're just... They're just they're just a person. I think that's one of the reasons why I feel so comfortable sharing so much as as I have on this podcast. Because mm-hmm. for me, I'm just, you know, you can try to peg me as like the thinking man or the clown or whatever it is, but I'm just whatever I am in that moment. I'm just mm-hmm. whatever I am in that moment. So I never, I don't judge myself that way. You know, these the experiences I have, I have no problem sharing them because they were experiences that were had. That's that's all it is. All these other constructions, these are just all these other constructs are things that we've put together. But at the base of it, at the core of it, these were just experiences observed by a human spirit, by a human being. And so I have no problem sharing that. I have no problem sharing that at all. I feel no shame. A lot of people have this issue where they see someone and they learn one thing about them, whether it be bad or good, and they let that idea of that person consume their mind. And that's who that person becomes to them. Right. Um, But it's like we all can be, you know, we can be people of several different personalities. Um, We Mm -hmm. can be people of many different names. I'm I'm Keon. I'm also almighty. I'm also Pacific. You know what I'm saying? I'm into a lot of different things. So you're some necessarily... you're someone's again, you're someone's father. Yeah, yeah I'm so and, and the way that he looks at you is not the way that I look at you, but you're my friend. You mean that to me. You're a bunch of other people's friends. You're someone's fiance. You're yeah. someone's you're some people's ch- like child. You're some people's grandchild. Right. You mean you're some people's acquaintance. You're, you were some people's bosses. You were, you know, you <laughs> <laughs> you're a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that we have to embrace yeah. I, because there've been too many times where I have pigeonholed myself into being or into trying to play some character that I think mm-hmm. other people 
are comfortable with me being. And the more and more I've gotten older, three zero, the more and more I've gotten older, I'm becoming more just every day more and more okay with being whatever it is. And if you're close enough with me, you'll understand that I have just many different sides to me. And it is what it is whenever it's that. And I'm okay with exuding whatever that person is, whatever is shining through at that moment. That's what it is. And I'm okay with that. I don't want to try to morph myself and contort my body into whatever it is you think I ought to be at the time. It's not, it's not going to be the case. Cause I had definitely done that for way too long. There was yeah. definitely a time in which I thought like I played stupid for a really long time in my life. Mm-hmm. Growing up through adolescence, I was always like playing the stupid clown because yeah. I was good at it. I could get people to laugh in class and outside of class at my home, whatever the case. So I just, I just leaned into that role. That's that's what it was. And then at a point in time, I, I liked girls a lot. So then, uh, you know, people kind of saw me as that guy, the guy yeah. that's running around and getting girls. So then I leaned into that role. Like, OK, well, I got to get to these women. Then. I got to get to because <laughs> that's, that's who that's who I that's who Earl is, is yeah. he's he's a girl getter. No, like these are all just and it's so foolish. When you look back at it, when you you trap yourself into these things, it's so foolish. It's so unsophisticated, so immature. It's just I'm so glad that I'm getting to a place where I'm truly, you know, cocooning all the time and, and, you know, busting out the cocoon, a completely different being than than before. By the way, that's what that's what the butterfly tattoos are about. It's about the. The idea of the rebirth for the heart, mind, and soul of the human being while on the planet, not even after death, right? Just a completely different evolution of yourself whilst here. But I would like to talk about something that I sort of, I sort of pigeonholed myself into. I marginalized myself in a way. And I had a breakthrough yesterday while reading a book. And this actually coincides with the entire capital thing too, because to a degree, I know this may be a stretch for people. I, a slice of the problem there is a failure in our education system. <laughs> as I'm dead ass. I, I don't Elaborate. think a lot of, Elaborate. I don't think a lot of people want to like say the words, but we need smarter people. <laughs> we need smarter people. So I've been reading this book for like the past week, like more, a little more halfway done. It's called Thinking and Learning to Think <laughs> okay. by Nathan C. Schaefer. Great book. It's about the education system. It's about clearly about thinking in the, in the correct process, just thinking and what that looks like and how it's articulated in, you know, in, in the in academia, in high academia. And I know because I've been there and I've had teacher friends and they've talked to me about what the education system is, especially today. We don't teach people to think. Mm -hmm. We teach people to memorize facts, dates, locations, people, and so that you can pass some standardized tests. Equations. Equations. You, we teach people symbols, but we don't teach them the ideas behind the symbols, really. We mm-hmm. don't teach them how to go through stuff. We don't 
we don't get people to put things into their own words enough. We don't have enough class discussion where people can really hash out ideas. Like we, they they talk about the different types of, of of thinking, and how the very first thing is you have to think about. You have to. It's called clear thinking. So that pretty much is taking whatever object or idea concept it is that we're over to bring into discussion. We have to clearly think about that. Thing. This is the first step. We have to know if we're talking of if we want you and I want to talk about bicycles right now. We have to make sure that we're talking about bicycles, not motorcycles. That doesn't need to hop into the conversation. We're not talking about cars. We're not talking about, you know, metropolitan transportation where we need to have a clear mind and think bicycles. A lot of times people don't know to do that. And then a bunch of other things start coming in and you're like, yo, like we're not even talking about that. How did you even introduce that into the conversation? Right. You hear, you see that happen, especially in politics a lot of time. Oh, you know, so-and-so did this wrong. Yeah, but Obama, ain't nobody saying nothing with Obama. That's not, we're not talking, I'm not right. talking to you about that. Right. Let's talk about, we can talk about that, but let's talk about that afterwards. Right now, let's have some clear thinking. We're talking about bicycles right now. Afterwards, now we're talking about how that thing relates to other things. Yeah. So now we're talking about bicycles and how it relates to maybe some of these other forms of transportation or whatever the case may be. After that, we're trying to think about the parts of the bicycle. We're trying to think about the whole of it, the bicycle itself. We're trying to think about the different parts of it. The tires, the brakes, the chain, the seat. And then we're also thinking about the parts of it as the whole. Yeah. How the different parts in themselves contribute to the whole, whether again it be something tangible like the bicycle or an idea of something. How do the smaller subsets interact with one another to make the entire thing? Yeah. And then once you're done with that, we're talking about. What is the cause of this thing we're, we're, we're clearly and distinctively thinking about? What is the cause of it? What comes afterwards now? And people are just, I mean, this is, this is a process. And if it sounds crazy to you, then there's a good chance that you're not doing a lot of this in the way that you think about things, important things, mundane things, whatever the case may be. Seemingly innocuous, but possibly detrimental and dangerous if it continues on, because we've been seeing that. But you, you, you have to be having a clear mind. So I wrote something in my wacky journal here, and I'm gonna, and I like my wacky journal time, and I like to, I like to read it, and I like to speak on it because I told you at a point in time that my biggest sort of quirky fear was not being able to communicate with people right for whatever reason not being able to get these thoughts out to people and that's where i marginalized my thought that's why i cut myself short but in reading this book it's helped me sort of think through things deeper and i think i truly know what the fear is now and it's not necessarily the communication Okay. So here I go. 
This was yesterday, which is January 11th, 2021. Earl's Wacky Journal. This was at 2 p.m. I pride myself on being an apt communicator. I once believed that not being able to adroitly construct my thoughts into coherent streams of verbal consciousness was my overwhelmingly quirky fear. With further examination, it turns out that was an unsophisticated prism of thought I willfully trapped myself inside of. I choose communication with words as my outlet for the innumerable thoughts passing through fervently. It's the level of thinking that I love and fear losing. Even this take is not quite developed enough. I think with the arduousness that I do simply because of the observer that I am. That is the essence to be nourished. What I truly love is the occupying of consciousness that allows me to observe. The loss of my powers to observe, whether it be physiologically or the dimming of the light of desire to observe things deeply, is what frightens me. Therefore, with this nuanced and further matured vantage point, I work towards feeding, nurturing, caring, watching, encouraging, and supporting in every way I may be aware of the inspirations that drive this motif. At all costs, I mustn't allow the fire to be doused by liquid monotony. <laughs> that like is it's... what I wrote. I I was thinking, I talked to you before about finding something you love and then trying to go deeper and find the thing about it that you truly love. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about communications and, and clearly, again, I love it and just as much as I fear not having it anymore. And then I thought, well, I only am able to communicate the way that I can and the way that I do with people because I think the way that I do mm-hmm. about the things that I need to express. So, like, OK, so that's what it is. I'm the thinker. That's that's. That's what I truly love and fear missing out on. But then I thought one more step. Well, no, I only think the things that I do and think about them the way that I do because I observe life deeply. I observe my life and the things that are going around me with as much attention as I possibly can. So that's what it is. I'm the observer and that's what I love and that's what I fear losing. And then I had to take it one step further and say, how can I make sure that I I don't lose this love for observing things that I that this that this light does not dim, that this fire is not doused, put out, extinguished to the point where now I'm just I'm just lost. I'm just a shell of myself walking around, not caring anymore, not wanting to observe, not feeling the desire to observe things and then think about them and then have the passion to communicate them to people. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, no. So then I start thinking about all the things in life. When you're having just a great day and you're feeling awesome and you feel inspired and motivated, I would implore people to think about the things that 
you did up until this point? What was your rest the last like last night like? What did you eat for breakfast? Did you eat? You know, did you exercise today? And then these are just basic general or general human things that people kind of need in order to keep pushing and feed their minds. But then more specific to you as an individual. So this is what I was asking myself yesterday. What do I need? That's why I say I don't want the fire to be doused by liquid monotony. I know that I don't want things to become mundane, grayscale, monotonous. Things don't excite me anymore. So I take all the right precautions, trying to get my friends together to have an MLK Day brunch and, and having conversations with people, paying attention during conversation, giving my undivided attention because there's always something to learn. What I've realized about me wanting to go and try to do all these different stuff, go out hiking, try to cook more and pay attention while I'm doing that, journaling more, the podcasting. What I realized is that what seems to me to be the most, the most valuable, renewable resource that this life has to offer is inspiration. Mm. I think that it's everywhere all yeah. the time. I think that yes. there is an abundant source, this abundant wealth of, of information and perspective and, and wisdom in motivation that is that is perpetual it is happening whether we're here or not yeah. and whether we're aware of it or not but it's, it's always it you by. It, exactly and it's always there and so my work now my job for myself is to is to try to tap into that as much as possible because it's always there and i know that now so if I, the more and more I can condition myself to be here and pay attention to things and give my undivided attention to the present moment, that fire will never go out. Mm -hmm. fire, I'll, I'll always be feeding that fire, always be stoking the fire. Mm -hmm. and, 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 so, and so that is my source now. I just know that I have to continue to be active and, and remain present. Yes. Yeah. Like once. Like I get what you're saying. And once I feel like once you're able to kind of see things on a broader scale, you don't ever really want to go backwards. You know what I'm no. saying? Like once you're able to really just see things for what they are, uh, be able to grasp things to make yourself better, make things better for the people around you. It's like you right. can never go back from that. It's like, you know no. what I'm like it's like. Like I, I upgraded my life years ago with a king size bed. I can never sleep <laughs> in a smaller bed ever again. I can never sleep in a smaller bed ever again. Because I, I upgraded my life. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I I completely feel you. That was actually that was actually another part of my thoughts before. Is you're right when you do open yourself to these revelations. Because having epiphanies, they are unlike anything else. You know what? I've And I've had a few. I've had a few in 2020. Right. You know this. Yeah, um, for sure. It is a really eye-opening experience. It's an eye-opening experience. And, it's, and it's, it's addictive. It is. At least for me, because I'm thinking, 
had it, something will just open itself to you mm-hmm. out the random. And again, random could just be our just a, a showcase of our ignorance. Maybe it's not random at all. It's been coming and we've been working towards it this entire time. And it was just meant to happen at the time. But it'll just come and hit you so clear as day. And you'll mm-hmm. just have this this moment of clarity. And you see things the way you've never seen them before, and it hits you to your core. And you have to, you have to think, how the hell was I just walking around like b- before? How did I not know this information? How did this not dawn on me before this moment? This means everything. And then so, and then it, it might depend upon how big you know it was, it'll completely shift the way that you move in this world. Yeah. It'll change it'll change the way that you treat people, treat yourself, like the way that you just the way you indulge mm-hmm. in this world and what it has to give you, what it has to offer you. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I love, yeah, I love epiphanies. But once mm-hmm. you have them, you, yeah, going backwards is, yeah, I don't really think you are going backwards. That's, I that's think, I, I think that you're, you're trying to go backwards. You are, maybe it's opened up something and you weren't ready for it. You, maybe you mm-hmm. felt like you weren't quite ready for it. And you're not quite sure where this is going to take you if you continue down this road of revelations. Mm-hmm. You don't know exactly how much you want to open your mind to because that could be quite scary. And it's not quite what you're used to. You know, you might right. be afraid of that of that change because like the things that you've been doing this entire time. Mm-hmm. Yes, maybe they've been working out for you. Um, maybe they've been good for you. But you're you're looking at that next level. And you're like, damn, am I really am I really ready to like project myself into the stratosphere like that? Like, I don't right. know what's waiting there. I don't know what's up there. Like, I know mm-hmm. what's up there, but I like I don't know what that's going to do to me. I don't know what it's going to change about me. Am so, I going to lose friends? Am I going to lose close right. ones? And we've talked about right. this move moving on to the next phase of myself. Right. They might not be ready for me. Maybe they're just comfortable with me being who I've been. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, that trying to hold on to that, yeah, you got to cut the fat off. You got to you got to get out of there and move on. But absolutely. I, but I thought that this was just just a wild day that I had yesterday, thinking about these things and journaling these things because I I just I realized exactly what it is that drives me, like mm-hmm. at the core, what it is I love about being a conscious being. It's just mm-hmm. the fact of observing things as deeply as I can and the fact of knowing that it can it can get better. Yeah, I can hone this skill. And so that's and that's awesome. And it just it continues to bring blessings in ways that I could have never imagined before. And, it, it, and it's awesome. And it allows us to have a lot of these discussions that we have. Yeah, I'm seeing just seeing things and opening my mind to things I just I would have never I would have never been open to before. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I love it. So that so that was my day yesterday. That was a lot of what I had going on. <laughs> my fucking mind, mind exploding yet again. But, but yeah, man, education system fucked up. A lot of people are not thinking. A lot of people do not think things through. And when you get that, you get a lot of weird. Weird, diabolical. Shit, you know, foul yeah, I, play I, I going on around you. I think I said this like two pods ago. I go through life thinking of the consequences of my <laughs> actions. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, yeah. just like, 
that's why I don't end up in any fucked up situations. If I'm if yeah. I'm in a fucked up situation, it's completely random. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was just, you just you just got a bad hand that day. Right. Pretty much. Pretty much. Right. Bad you know, roll of the die. And, and a lot of people that like you like you said, they're not thinking. They're not thinking about those next next steps and what those next steps can bring. Sometimes, sometimes they do take the next steps, but they don't think about it. And then they just end up in some shit they didn't want to be in. Something that was extremely interesting in the book was they opened up this it, the chapter I believe was called Memory in Thinking. And they opened it up saying, There are so many people that and I'm clearly paraphrasing, but there are so many people that almost pride themselves with, oh, I have a terrible memory. Like they'll they'll say it so nonchalantly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a ter- oh, my memory is shot to shit. I can't remember anything, blah, blah, blah. But if you were to tell those people that they are a bad judge, they have, you know, impaired judgment, they would take that offense, they would be offended by that. They would take offense to that. How are you going to tell me I have I have bad judgment in things? Don't, I'm a great judge of things. What are you talking about? Don't tell me that. But then the next line was, how can you purport to be a good judge of things in, in consciousness? It could be character, whatever the case may be. With, with terrible memory, with terrible yeah. recall. Yeah. And I thought for a second, I was like, I was like, okay, how exactly are they bringing this together? A lot of the things that, a lot of the judgments and decisions that you make on a daily basis are, are contingent upon the memory that you have. Yeah, I was going to say like your own experiences. <laughs> You're with, exactly, the memories that you have with experiences that align with whatever experience it is you're about to have. That's yeah. how you make decisions. So if you have shoddy memory with just people, the way people treated you, events in the past, whatever the case may be, you're not paying attention to them and you never decide to go back. This would be therapeutic for a lot of people. Decide to try to go back and think about things from their past with a more nuanced mind, hopefully, a more matured mind. Yeah, I, I don't really know how you're making the best judgments that you can today. Mm-hmm. Because you're not recalling the things that took place in the past the way that they ought to be recalled, so mm-hmm. automatically your present judgment is impaired. Mm-hmm. So I I thought that that was another interesting thing. It's this book is insane, but it's it it just it really is calling out the the structure of pedagogy, which is pretty much uh, you know the function nuance, style, everything, education, education, everything. It's pretty much calling that out and saying, well, like, some, we got to change. Teachers, mm-hmm. teachers have to change. We have to take this more seriously. And, and when people don't, you see exactly, you see exactly what happens. Like when you see people making a lot of these just terrible decisions, that's, that's at the base of it. That's what it is, that people were not taught to think things through. And that's mm-hmm. just, and that's yeah, that's that's no way to be. No, it is not. Yeah, no, nah, that's the yeah, yeah, that's no way to be. That's crazy. Anyway, 
I mean, that's that, that's that's pretty much what I have on thinking my wacky journal. What's going on out here in the world for the most part? What do you got? I, I, uh, I'm actually out of I'm out of things. You're 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 out of knowledge again. You're out of information. <laughs> I am I am out of information. Planned information. I'm out of yeah. planned information. Um, one um, thing I'll, I'll I'll just I'll end on this. Um. I haven't I haven't spoken about this in a while because I try not to overload. But oh, do it, do it! Please subscribe to the Young Pacific YouTube channel. Um, I've got three videos up there: uh, two fishing videos, one hiking video, with another hiking video on the way. So, um, yeah, man, just you know, check me out. Uh, it's real fun. I promise, I'm a funny person. Uh, the videos aren't. We got a hike. We got long. a hike coming up. Are you gonna video? Are you gonna video our hike? Yeah, that's the hike that I was just talking. Oh, about. Oh, that's the hike you're talking about. Okay, I didn't know yes. if you were excluding us. Okay. Hey. No, no, I'm gonna, uh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna document it. We about to get back <laughs> out here. Yeah, that's what I'm yes. talking about. Um, document it. Something, something I did want to talk about, or something I wanted to bring the listeners on to. Is these last two meaningful cards we decided to sort of do off recording and they figured it out or, you know, heard about it when I came on here and, you know, pronounced it to the people. Right. I think that I would like to start having them in on it so they can think about they can think about these questions themselves Mm -hmm. in between the episodes and then we can come back and they can sort of. They can compare and contrast their answers with what we bring to the podcast. So I think that that would be a lot more interactive and it would be interesting for them as well. So a little, yeah. something to po- a little something to ponder on, as well as our last words that we give them. All right. Our card this week. Here we go. Is. <laughs> what have you witnessed? That has strengthened. Your faith in humanity. Okay. What have you witnessed that has strengthened your faith in humanity? I want the people to think about this. Think about it hard. Don't don't just poo-poo it and be like, oh, nothing. People suck. The world sucks. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You know There's what? Actually, before left. But before we were, there are plenty. Again, there are there are there are a lot of good people. We're not talking about psychopaths running the street. We're talking about people that were led to believe the wrong thing. We're talking about people that were not educated correctly. We're talking about people that have had a bunch of experiences that have led them to make a a dire decision and come up quite short. That's really what it is we're talking about. So yeah, that's that's definitely that's definitely something I want I want people to think about. There's a there's there's a lot there's a lot of beauty there's a lot of beauty going on out here, but I don't I don't want people to get caught up in it. A lot of things that I I saw before we get out of here were people making fun of, you know, the woman that was shot in her neck at the mm-hmm. at the court system. Like that was something yeah. that was that was that was going through the cycle on social media, yeah. and and I also she- spoke to someone that's young. That is close to me. And the sort of vibe I'm getting is from a lot of people is, oh, you know what? Fuck it. Like this world is going to hell in a handbasket. I'm 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 washing my hands of it. I'm done. Like 
whatever. I'm just going to laugh on Twitter with everyone else about people's demise or the state of chaos in this country, whatever the case may be. And I, that's something that I think hit me in. I, that was definitely uh, what I should say is a, a pungent and potent component and element to the sadness that I was feeling when I first saw that. Yeah. Was I don't want people to get into this nihilistic view of fuck it, nothing matters anymore. No one's playing by the rules. I'm not playing by the rules anymore. Like nothing, it, it doesn't even matter. What's the point of even trying? Yeah. What's and I and that that's something again that yeah. I I could see being that's an idea that I could see slowly being nourished inside of people yeah. because yeah. they're only ever seeing the blues on the news. Yeah. And I, and so again, with the difference that you and I choose to make, we, we have to come here and we got to, we got to counterbalance. Definitely. Yeah. We, we got to counterbalance it because, because that's just not the case. It's just, it's not the case. There are a lot of people out here trying to do well by their fellow humans. And we can't, we can't just stop. We can't just stop. Again, the alternative is wild. <laughs> The alternative is do nothing. The alternative is sit idly by while life passes you, while you never tap into that renewable resource of wealth and wisdom and inspiration I spoke of, while you just watch things burn around you and you just laugh while looking at your phone because people are making funny memes about the apocalypse. Yeah, we can't we can't get to that spot. We can't we can't get to that place. Yeah. I feel you. I definitely those those honestly those those are my last words. Um, I'll follow that up with, you know what? Every once in a while, it's not a bad thing to maybe just take a break from social media. Uh, I know it. I know it runs the world. Um, I know <laughs> that we get all we get our news from there. I know we get our laughs from there. I know it's fun and games. But take a break. Take a week off. See how you feel. You know, uh, sober up. That. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm with that. All right. All right. It's been another good one. Thank you so much, sir, for coming and doing it. Absolutely. It's we are out of here, people. Thank you so much for coming and joining us yet again. Any last words? Any last words? Any last words? Woo!